Welcome back to another episode of Tiffany and Heva's Vagina Chronicles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome to the Plush Podcast. If it's your first time, that was probably kind of weird. You're like, wait, what? What's going on? What, what am I listening to? We typically open the podcast with a story about our genitals. This has just become a thing now. It's embedded in the podcast. There's nothing we can do. There's no going back, essentially. No. I mean, we wouldn't want to let our listeners down. No. (laughs) They're like, please stop. (laughs) Please, please stop. So speaking of our vaginas, here's this week's opening of a vagina story. So this is going to be a little bit of a callback. If you have been listening, you remember episode three, Dating Horror Stories, when I shared the story about London. If you haven't heard episode three, long story short, I was talking to a guy. We call him London. He flew me out to, you can guess what city he flew me out to. And it was Paris. Cra- yeah, it was Paris. <laughs> yeah, he flew me out to London. It was the most insane weekend ever. I highly recommend going and listening to episode three, Dating Horror Stories, if you haven't already. If you haven't listened, this will not be a spoiler. And if you have... Well, there is something I didn't share in that episode, which I'm sure you're thinking, Tiffany, what else could have happened? (laughs) This really wasn't a factor when I originally shared this story. I mean, it was just sort of a detail that didn't necessarily really matter. But when we were coming up with this week's topic, which is gaslighting, and when I was thinking about last week's topic, which was masturbating it reminded me of this story (laughs) so I'm in London with London I'm visiting him I'm 99% sure it was my first night we have gone out to dinner we uh, have been drinking and we're walking around London and we walk past a sex shop (laughs) we walk past a sex shop and he goes oh let's go in and I'm like okay you know I'm not a prude like yeah let's go into the sex shop we go into the sex shop I remember this really really clearly there was a woman behind the counter she had like facial piercings and I don't want to stereotype that she looked like she would be working at a sex shop, but she was definitely pretty edgy. I mean, she fit the bill. Mm -hmm. London goes up to her and he goes, hey, I want the biggest vibrator you have. And this woman is working in a sex shop, sex toys, and she was even a little bit like, oh, (laughs) And I look at London and I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are we getting a vibrator? Why are we getting the biggest vibrator? I'm kind of just laughing. I'm assuming this is his sort of weird sense of humor, which I don't mind. She points us to a vibrator and he goes, not big enough. (laughs) So... Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And I kind of starting to laugh. I'm like, well, we're, this isn't for us. Like, what's going on? He blatantly ignores me. She's like, oh, okay, not big enough. Takes us to, I am not kidding, potentially, I mean, 100%. This is the biggest 
vibrator I have ever seen in my entire life. I I am not exaggerating when I say it's the size of my arm. Like this part of my arm. Yeah. Piva's <laughs> holding a water bottle. No, actually maybe bigger. Honestly, no, maybe a little bit. No, it's literally like my arm. It was. I'm holding this- a two liter water bottle, guys. It's yeah. gigantic. Like I can't even get my hand around like half of it. No, this vibrator was a weapon. I mean, I could use that in a fight and fucking kill someone. It was a baseball bat, actually. It was, no, actually, it really was a baseball bat. That's the perfect way to describe it. It was a fucking baseball bat. And he goes, yeah, that's perfect. For what? <laughs> I'm like kind of scared at this point. I don't know what's going on. I want to say it was... Over a hundred pounds. It was a very expensive. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be. Yeah, <laughs> it was very expensive. So he buys the vibrator, and we're still out. Like we were bar hopping. So we go to a <laughs> bar. <laughs> walk into a bar and obviously the vibrator is in a black bag so no one knows what we're carrying but we walk into a bar with basically a vibrator slash baseball bat (laughs) we get we get a drink and we're looking for a table and there's no table available we see a group of like guys and girls you know they're like our age they're sitting at a table and he's like let's just go sit with them and I'm like, okay. So we go and sit with them and he starts striking up conversation. And he's like, yeah, you know, this is our first night hanging out, which it really was our first night hanging out. And he's like, yeah, she's like visiting me from the States. And it's kind of like cute. He's like, you know, we've known each other for a while, but we've never hung out. And they're like, oh, that's so sweet. And he goes, do you want to see what I got her? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, no. Don't do this. And in my head, I'm like, thank God I don't live in this city. (laughs) So he then proceeds to take the vibrator out of the bag, plops it down on the table and goes, what do you guys think we're using it tonight? And everyone, I mean, I think they honestly forgot that everything that he had said and we're just so fixated on how big this fucking vibrator was i mean it was so huge they were like <laughs> we didn't even know vibrators came that big and all this stuff <laughs> he's like yeah we just got it so we end up leaving we go back to his place he takes out the vibrator and i'm like we're not like it, is this some sort of weird joke like this obviously isn't happening and he kind of looks at me and he's like are you sure and i was like no no, no i'm a hundred percent sure we are not using this vibrator i don't need to think about this he takes it out of the box and puts it in the corner of the room so this was night one so for the rest of the trip every day every every morning I would wake up every hour I was in that room that vibrator was fucking staring at me and I was like is he gonna try and use it like is he gonna take it out and I really think it was a fucking fear tactic because every shit that went down after that I was so horrified and like slightly traumatized by that vibrator that I think everything after that to a certain degree I was okay with because I was like well at least that's not going inside of me at least my vagina isn't being broken in fucking half (laughs) so yeah on that note this week we are talking about gaslighting which one of the tactics is kind of instilling fear in a person Hiva do you want to go over what exactly gaslighting is yeah so it's basically when one person consistently assaults another person's 
emotions and intelligence to the point of causing self-doubt in the victim. The point really is to increase the victim's self-doubt so that eventually the victim believes what the abuser says is true, no matter how ridiculous. I actually think this is cute is the wrong word, but it's interesting where the term comes from. It's from a 1938 British play called Gaslight, where a husband tries to convince his wife and the people around them that she's crazy by manipulating her environment and denying it. And so one of the things that he would do was he would slowly dim the gaslights over time, but pretend that they hadn't changed. So she would be like, hey, the lights are lower than they were last month. And he's like, no, you're crazy. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really interesting. But the thing is, unlike in movies, gaslighting usually doesn't come from the perpetrator's conscious desire to fuck with you. Like most people aren't fucked up. It comes from their either conscious or often unconscious desire for control. Really what happens is through various tactics, they make you question your capacity to trust yourself and trust your experiences. It's a form of manipulation, essentially. But I agree with you in the sense where I don't think most people are trying to intentionally gaslight, but not even realizing what they're doing. Yeah, and it often is completely unconscious. Like we actually see it a lot with parents and kids and parents never want to in any way harm their children. Like if a parent is gaslighting their children, it's completely unconscious. They're truly not trying to do it. But you know, there are times where people do it with more intention, but again, the intention isn't to cause you harm. The intention is to regain control or have more control. So where we see it with intention often is cheaters often gaslight the person that they're cheating on. But again, it's not to make them think they're crazy. It's because they want to keep cheating and getting away with it. I mean, gaslighting is used I feel like I've heard it a lot more often the past year or two than I ever have. And it's thrown very loosely. And I think that's why we're kind of doing this to sort of make it clear what is gaslighting, how you can see what gaslighting is, how we've experienced it. So you know when you're actually experiencing and maybe when you're not. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we'll talk about times where we've done things that were probably toxic, maybe a little gaslighting adjacent, but probably don't rise to the full level of gaslighting. Yeah, because I think when it comes down to it, you have to be doing more than one of the tactics to actually be considered fully gaslighting someone because we all do toxic shit, right? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you can just do one of the things and say you're fully gaslighting. Do we want to go over what the sort of tactics are? Yeah, definitely. And just to note, these are just a few of them. There are other things, but these are a few of the really common ones. So first one is just straight up lying. Another one is reality manipulation. That's a little lighter than straight up lying. A good example of that, actually, I learned this last week from a guy that I'm seeing. In the movie The Shining, they would fuck with the set constantly and just take things away from the set in the same scene. But it was so subtle that you're just watching and you're like, wait, 
have things changed? Like, am I going crazy? Or did there used to be a chair there? And that was by design. Yeah, it was by design to make you start questioning your reality to scare you. Okay, so So reality manipulation. Yeah, Uh, another really common one, and we see this in sexual harassment a lot, is that you're being overly sensitive. So they're not denying what's happening, but they're making you feel like it's your issue that you're reacting to what's happening. Adjacent to that is the you should have known better. So like putting blame on you. Projecting is a common one. We all know what that is. It's when you do something, but you blame it on someone else. And the last really common one is scapegoating. And that's just where you place blame on something else or someone else, usually the victim of the gaslighting. So I think personally, I mean, obviously we're not psychologists here, but I want to say you have to be doing at least two to three of these to really be gaslighting someone because we all at some point in our life are going to scapegoat or project or maybe not manipulate reality. Like that's a little bit tough to be doing on just a daily basis, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're gaslighting someone. You're just kind of doing toxic shit. Yeah. I mean, I've done reality manipulation, but it's been kind of tongue in cheek. Like there was one time in my life where I was kind of hanging out with these two different guys and we were all in the same circle of friends and they kind of knew that I was kind of talking to both of them and I remember one time one of them walked into a party and he was like oh where's Ryan and I was trying to play it off and I was like who who's Ryan (laughs) I don't I don't think I've ever met anyone named Ryan I have no idea what you're talking about he's like inside of you while you're saying that so I did that, you know, like I was, I mean, I did it with a straight face and I didn't break, but obviously a push came to shove and he's like, you crazy bitch, Ryan, the guy we hang out with every fucking day and you hang out with personally all the time and you're constantly flirting with in front of me. I would have been like, oh, that Ryan, that's okay. right. I think women love manipulating the reality. So do men, but I'm just speaking from personal our experience we always do shit like this right like a guy that's hitting on us in front of a guy will be like what are you talking about he wasn't hitting on me yeah yeah you know it's not that big of a deal he was just being friendly it's like he like asked for your phone number and was like borderline inside of you and you're (laughs) like he wasn't nothing we're friends yeah or you know what was it last week or two weeks ago when I joked about how if I ever end up cheating it'll be my partner's fault because they weren't (laughs) texting me I mean that's scapegoating but I'm joking you know (laughs) yeah I project too I mean I for sure project I think every time we all project every time I'm PMSing I'm projecting because I'll turn and be like you're you're being really edgy right now you're getting a tone with me (laughs) you don't seem like you're in a good mood I don't know what's going on but you just seem really bitchy all of a sudden it's like I'm sorry are you talking to yourself like what the fuck is going on It's different, though, when you've been gaslit and it's all of these things coming at you at the same exact time. That's the difference. Yeah, definitely. Tiffany, I know you've had uh, some experiences with this. Do you want to tell us your stories? Yeah. So I had a really, really close childhood friend who was a bit older than me as well. 
And I'd known her for a really long time. And I think that's another thing is when you know someone for a really long time and you become accustomed to certain behaviors from them, it's really tough to see when they are gaslighting you because A, you don't necessarily know what it is. Like, I think the symptoms that we just broke down gives an idea, but typically it's really hard to see it because all of these things can be displayed and it's not necessarily positive, but it's not that big of a deal. Like we all do these things. She would gaslight me a lot. I mean, there would be a lot of situations where she had this thing where she would say something and I don't think it was intentionally coming off harsh, but it would come off a bit harsh. And I'm really not a sensitive person. I think I have my buttons that you can push and she would kind of push those buttons. And then whenever I would try and like confront her about it, and it didn't matter how I confronted her, if I was nice about it, if I kind of brought it up in a more passive way, however, I brought up any sort of thing that she had said or done that maybe in some way rubbed me the wrong way, or I had a question about, or I just wanted an explanation on all of these things would come out. I would either be the one that was crazy. It would be a full denial that she ever did it. She would say she didn't think it was that big of a deal because I had shown that sort of behavior or said something similar at some point. And I mean, it really got to the point where I started questioning. I was like, maybe it is me. Maybe I am being sensitive. Maybe I misinterpreting what's going on. Maybe she never said what I know she said. And every time it would be a little bit different. So it's not like every time she would be like, oh, I never said it. It would just be like, oh, I never said it. Or you misinterpreted what I said. Or I didn't mean it like that. And so it became really difficult to ever bring anything up that she had potentially said or done that had in any shape or form bothered me. Because immediately it would be one of those things or all of those things. And so, I mean, obviously you can't really have a relationship with someone like that, right? When, when you can't confront someone, when you can't talk to someone and when they're using things against you, it's really difficult when, they're so, when the communication is so broken. And it really took me a long time to realize that she was gaslighting me. And I think the biggest warning is if they're doing it to someone else. And I really do recommend if... Something we're saying right now triggers something inside of you where you're looking at a relationship and you're like, oh, my God, am I being gaslit? Is this person every time I confront them in anything? Because it, I think it also typically happens in forms of when there's some sort of discourse, right? Like someone's not going to gaslight you just like on a Sunday morning for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it when an issue arises and when you guys are communicating. And so if you're trying to communicate some, to someone and they are doing these things, they're projecting onto you, they're blaming you, and you're now like, oh my God, maybe maybe I am being gaslit. I really do recommend talking to someone that also has a relationship with that person because it's highly likely, it's not 100%, but it's highly likely if they're doing it to you, they're probably doing it to someone else. Because like he and I said, it's probably unintentional. That's just probably how they are. That's probably how they deal with their 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 problems or their relationships because they always want to be in control. So they've exhibited this behavior in the past with someone else Or they're exhibiting it with someone else right now. And, you know, when I did talk to someone that was a mutual friend of ours and that person had also experienced all of the same things I had, it really was the light bulb in my head that made me realize, oh, it's not me. Because if it was me, it would just be with me. 
Like it, it wouldn't be that she was doing this with another person. And because again, you get to that point where you really question your own sanity. Mm-hmm. And I'd really, really questioned my own sanity until I had that light bulb moment with someone else. So if your friend or significant other or whatever, if there is someone that you can trust and go to and talk to and say, hey, is there any chance that this person is doing the same exact thing to you and like A, B, C, and D? And they go, yes. Well, that's your fucking wake up call. It's not you. It's them. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Hiva? So my main experience with gaslighting is actually quite different. When I was 19, I had just finished my first year of college. And over that summer, I met a guy who was seven years older. He was in med school. He went to med school really close to where I went to college, but he was from the same area that I was from. And, you know, in my crazy brain, I was like, oh my God, we're meant to be. It makes so much sense. Yada, yada. He has everything on paper that I've been looking for. I think I've mentioned in earlier episodes that when I was younger, I was kind of attracted to older guys too. Yeah. So I was really into him. And I do think the age is important because gaslighting often happens when there's a bit of an imbalance of power. So, you know, in the beginning, he was charming and great and excellent. But as we started dating, and especially when my school started, things got so bad. I mean, it is by far the worst relationship I've been in and I have not really been in a ton of like stable easy relationships so that's saying a lot (laughs) it was bad (laughs) yeah it was I mean we were constantly fighting and breaking up and uh, you know then he wouldn't talk to me for like a day or two and I'd just be going crazy calling him like 600 times and then we'd get back together it was the worst 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 situation and I can't even remember what all of the fights were about but one thing I do remember was that he was really insecure about the fact that I would go out a lot because I was in college I was in a sorority I partied I was 19 I did what kids do and he just constantly thought I was probably cheating on him which I wasn't I later learned that he was projecting he was constantly making me feel like I was doing all these things wrong when I really wasn't or even the fact that he would just ignore me for days at a time if we were in a fight like I understand if you need space Space, but just communicate that you need space. Don't just yeah. ghost someone, you know? And then he'd make me think I was crazy because of that. Or, yeah, anytime I went out, which, you know, was like three to five times a week, it would be a fight. Or, you know, if I didn't answer my phone, it would be a fight. And I just constantly felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, he would scapegoat like anytime he got a he didn't do well on a test, he would blame me. Uh, which is insane in retrospect, but I was so young and I, you know, I like kind of thought I'd met my person and I was just accepting all of this and I never for a moment put any of the blame on him until the very, very, very end. What happened was somehow his MySpace was open on my computer. This was a million years ago. And... (laughs) (laughs) And these DMs popped up with this chick 
that he had just done a class for riding motorcycles and there were all these dms between him and some girl and he's like hey mama like when can i take you riding like and all this shit no yeah and that's all of a sudden when everything clicked for (gasps) me i was like no wonder he constantly thinks that I'm cheating because he's doing shady shit and he was projecting it onto me. And all of these things clicked. And I was like, he is just insecure and yeah. found a young girl that he could control and has been manipulating me for the past year. And I've been putting all of the blame on myself. I, I mean, I remember I called him and I was like, we are done. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're overreacting. Like I was not flirting with her. I was like, good God, if I had sent that message to a guy, you would have literally physically harmed me. And yeah. like, like if I just was out in like having a friendly conversation with a guy, he would have been pissed at me. It was the biggest aha moment. And at the time I didn't have the vocabulary to realize I'd been gaslit but I do remember it all clicking for me in that moment and I was like wow fuck him yeah a lot of the things that you described are very similar I mean you don't know you're being gaslit when you're actually being gaslit and that's the fucked up part of it like Mm -hmm. you don't know until there is that light bulb moment and yours was seeing the messages for me it was talking to someone else but it is such a mind fuck when it happens to you Yeah, definitely. And really, I would look out for three changes within yourself that should make you suspicious that maybe you're being gaslit. And that's you feel more anxious and less confident than you used to. So I'm not just saying if you're just generally always anxious, you know, keep that in mind. But if you're changing from your baseline, You feel like everything is your fault. I think this is the biggest one. Yeah. And the last one, you find it increasingly difficult to make decisions. Yeah. And that kind of seems random, but it's because of what gaslighting does to you. It makes you question yourself and question your reality. So when that happens, it's going to be harder and harder for you to make decisions. So if you're finding these changes within yourself, I would get really suspicious and really start looking out for all of those types of gaslighting that we listed. A hundred percent. Like whenever I was around my friend, I would feel anxious and I'm not, I mean, I, I have anxiety. I deal with stuff like that, but it was a different form of anxious where it's more like I was on edge of Mm -hmm. what am I going to say that's going to set this situation off into like an area. Then, then there's no fucking going back where I cannot communicate. Cause I'm sure with your ex, like if you ever brought anything up, he would just immediately make it your fault. Right. To the point where you probably weren't bringing anything up at some points. Yep. I don't want to be confrontational. Constantly walking on eggshells. Yeah. And anytime I let my guard down for like five minutes, we would fight. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, there is a fine line when you're, if you're in a relationship, right? Like there's times where you guys are going to be dealing with stressful situations. Like even right now, it's not the easiest time. We're all kind of quarantined. We're not saying you're walking on eggshells because you and your significant other are working from home and you want to fucking like you can't take it anymore. We're talking about like 
every single time you interact with this person for an extended period of time, no matter what is going on, you are literally walking on eggshells because anything you say can either be used against you or can be manipulated to somehow come back and like bite you in the ass. For the record, anyone who dates me should walk on eggshells the week before my period because I'm a (laughs) fucking monster. (laughs) But I'm not gaslighting you. You get that? I really actually sound like a gaslighter. (laughs) No, No, but there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference between knowing someone is, you know, hormonally or otherwise a little (laughs) on edge and being careful versus all the time feeling uneasy. Here's the thing, Heba. If someone came up to us and was like, hey, like you said this and it like kind of bothered me and like, I don't know why you said it. Me and you would genuinely be like, oh shit, what the fuck did I say? Why did I say this? I didn't mean it. Like I would immediately want to quell the situation and unless it was something really fucking stupid, want to like make amends. Someone that's gaslighting you is going to find a scapegoat. They're either going to blame it on you. They're going to say it never fucking happened. All of a sudden it's going to be like, wait, wait, what did I just say? What just happened? I just Mm -hmm. came to you with an issue and now all of a sudden it's my fault. Yeah. And you know, I can be very stubborn. Like I am a Mm -hmm. stubborn person. I admit that in the past and even now, if a guy I'm dating comes to me with something that I've done wrong, (laughs) A lot of the times I don't think I did anything wrong. (laughs) Like genuinely, I don't think I did anything wrong. I'm not saying I never did it. I'm not saying I didn't like throw your CDs out the fucking window (laughs) if you listen to last week's episode. I'm not saying you're crazy for thinking I'm crazy. I'm just like, hey, well, you know what? You kind of had a fucking coming. (laughs) So that's scapegoating. That's That's a good example of scapegoating. But I'm not trying to gain control. I'm really not. I just don't think I fucking did anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference between what we're joking about here and true gaslighting. One of the most egregious gaslighting scenarios I've seen was between my friend, we'll call her Kelly, and she was dating this guy who we'll call Sean. And they dated for five years on and off. He would break up with her somewhat regularly and just tell her he wasn't in love with her anymore. And then they'd be broken up and then they'd start talking again. And then one of the many, many things he would do was he would, for example, tell her that he wanted to get back together. And then a week later, be like, that never happened. So, I mean, just straight up lie to her. Oh, my God. Wait, was he drunk when he would t- say no, that to her? No. Because I've done that so many times. <laughs> but be like, you said this to me, and I was like, I was like three shots deep. It doesn't fucking, I don't remember shit. But he was dead ass sober. Yeah, no, he doesn't even drink. Wild. One time told her that he wanted to get married and asked for her ring size. And then like a week later told her that he never wanted to get married. And she's like, okay, well, what about last week? And he was like, well, you should have known that I didn't mean it. I would do ugly things to that man. I would really fuck up his shit. I cannot handle that. That's fucked up. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, it got to the point where she would start screenshotting her text message conversations with him and sending them to me to like keep the receipts 
so that she could later be like, look, you did say this. Because it got to the point where she's like, am I crazy? Like, I swear he said that. You know, and that's the biggest thing. He was doing it consistently. It wasn't like a one-off. It wasn't like he was drinking and he forgot. Mm -hmm. It was like consistent behavior. Yeah, definitely. That's a huge red flag. And, you know, I can tell you, Sean's not a bad guy. You know, one thing, just to play devil's advocate that he did, the very last time he broke up with her, which this time stuck, thank fucking God. She, I mean, she was in such a depressed place at the time. And he was like, listen, this just isn't working anymore. I'm just not into it anymore. I find myself attracted to other girls, wanting to talk to other girls. I just, I don't want to be with you anymore. And she, like, it was in such a low place that she was like, can we just have an open relationship then? And you can, like, be with whoever you want. And the one thing I will say that I really respect him for, he was like, Kelly, I know you don't want that. I know that's not what yeah. you want. And he really stuck to that breakup. So I'm saying he's not a monster. He didn't want to harm her. He just wanted control. I don't think any of this behavior, even if you know someone exhibiting it, means they're a shit person. I mean, they have their own issues that they have to deal with, right? Like, we're not, we're not even judging the person that's gaslighting. It's just... You know, it's a toxic behavior that you can't do anything about it, right? So there's no point of staying in a relationship with someone that's treating you like that. Like, they need to sort their own shit out. Yeah, definitely. What would you recommend to someone if they think they were being gaslit? For me in that relationship, I tried really hard to communicate. I tried everything I could to make that relationship work. But it got to the point where my anxiety was so bad and... It really was affecting my emotions that I had to cut that person out. I don't necessarily think that's the first solution to go to. I think try, if you can, communicate with them. And obviously, if they're gaslighting you, that's a fucking shot in the dark because they're just going to project and they're just going to blame it on you. But at least try. And one thing I did say, I was like, look, like you've done this to other people that did set her off even more. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the solution. To be honest, I don't know if there's any other solution but to, in a lot of ways, cut contact or or not say certain things to them because the closer you are to that person, the more ammunition they have against you, essentially. Yeah, definitely. I do think as far as communication goes, it would be really helpful to point out very specific examples of things that they're doing because it really could be completely unconscious. And sometimes it could be as simple as pointing out, you know, hey, when you did this, it really minimized my feelings and made me question myself and point out very specific examples so that that they can better understand and there's some hope of them changing their behavior. But, you know, as far as romantic relationships go, I don't know of any where there was severe gaslighting and then it just became a really good, happy relationship. No. And there is a strong chance that you're triggering something in them that's making them have this sort of behavior. Because I know for me, there's people that trigger me and there's situations that trigger me. Yeah, definitely. You know, with my ex, I have no idea how he was to his other girlfriends or other people in his life. He didn't really have a ton of friends or anything. So I, I have no idea. But 
I do know that I really did trigger him. Me just being young and cute and fun and wanting to go out was something that was really hard for him because he was extremely insecure. Yeah, and I do think, though, like, I know for a fact I've exhibited those symptoms, not all at the same time, but in my relationships. I do think be careful using the term don't go up to your significant other and be like you're fucking gaslighting me never use that word honestly it's 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 so accusatory and it's you know like we keep saying it's probably not intentional because like everything I've done has been unintentional I mean the projecting the like scapegoating I've done all of those things in every relationship (laughs) I've been in I can't think of a time I haven't to be quite honest I think what we're learning this episode is that Tiffany and I are gaslighters that's probably why we wanted to subconsciously our brains are like you bitches need to tackle this topic No, it's so true, though, because I do like being in control. Like, I like having control. We're both earth signs. Yeah. We're very type A. I want a guy who's subservient to me. (laughs) (laughs) But not in the bedroom. (laughs) Except in the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, gaslight me in the fucking bedroom, though. (laughs) I'll gaslight you everywhere else, baby. (laughs) I'm so sorry that we're laughing about this, by the way. Again, if it's your first episode, we just laugh at things. We laughed at my eating disorder a few episodes ago. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing at ourselves. Yeah. And we've both been gaslit and it was really traumatic for both of us. Yeah. I mean, my mom still talks about it because she will regularly reference how much that relationship changed me and changed my sense of self-worth. And it made me really question myself as a person. She was like, you were so confident before that. And honestly, I was still pretty fucking crazy before that. But um, (laughs) I mean, if not, I probably wouldn't have stuck around for all of that, you know? But it really did change me in a way that my mom could notice, you know? Because he was doing all of the things at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you know, he wasn't like dimming lights, but yeah. (laughs) You know what's one toxic thing I do when I get really mad of changing reality? It's like, I'll hide shit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's classic gaslighting, by the way. Like, I don't do it often. I'm not saying every single time I'm pissed. But if you really fucking piss me off, like, I'll just, like, hide the tweezers. (laughs) And he'll be like, wait, where are my tweezers? Have you seen them? And I'll be like, oh, fuck. When I was pissed, I hit them and I have to go I'll hide his phone like during an argument I'll just you know, like go to the bathroom and I see the phone there and I'm like I'm gonna put it in the fucking couch and he can't find it and he comes out he's like I know you hit my phone I know you hit it I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> this is our confessional and we're gonna be better <laughs> yeah we're gonna be better we're gonna well, I'm going to date better in the future. <laughs> um, and you know what? It's only gaslighting if other people do it. <laughs> when we do it, it's cute. If you can't love me for me. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? If you can't love me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. 
we're gonna be better and I think if your partner is doing those things I mean I'm not a shitty person like I'm not an evil person just have a conversation with them or just realize that you know what if it's fairly harmless then it's probably not that big of a deal yeah I mean I don't think Mr. B is you know genuinely upset about this he probably <laughs>, laughs at it at some level you know I might have to take this out if you listen to this episode and be like so you're actually hiding my shit <laughs> So recapping, Heva and I are super fucking toxic. <laughs> Don't date us. <laughs> Those are the symptoms of gaslighting. If someone's gaslighting you, you probably have to cut them out of your life. And I really think that if you are being gaslit or you suspect that you're being gaslit, I would really emphatically recommend going to therapy. And, yeah. you know, therapy is getting more accessible and affordable every day. So, you know, look at online modalities, look at even coaches who specialize in this. I would also recommend doing what Kelly did, kind of saving receipts so Ooh. that you can remind, not really to throw at them, but so that you can remind yourself that you're not crazy. And along with that, I would double down on self-care and doing things that you know that you're good at just to boost your sense of self again. Because that's really the worst thing that happens with gaslighting is that it fucks with your view of yourself. Yeah, you think you're crazy. You start questioning everything. You start questioning, do I know how to communicate? Am I a problem? Am I difficult to deal with? Like mm -hmm. maybe I have a lot of issues and I guess we realized in our case, those are probably all true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not as bad as it is in your head or maybe in my case, worse. <laughs> You're probably better than we are. So <laughs> No one deserves to be gaslit, right? Do what he was said, get therapy, cut that person out and send them this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually great. Honestly, if you suspect that you're being gaslit, just be like, oh my God, I listened to this episode. It's so interesting. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and you could even send it and just say, oh my God, giant vibrator story. And they won't even realize that it's all about gaslighting. Well, maybe now they will, but yeah. Well, yeah, by, by now, yeah. <laughs> by now, they've got If you're someone who's listening... <laughs> someone else sent this to you you're probably <laughs> gaslighting them <laughs> so they didn't want to tell you this but we're here to tell you that you are gaslighting them it's okay i just realized i'm a gaslighter and a gaslighty let's all just relish in that together it is what it is be better work on yourself cut that shit out you know as the gaslighter you should probably also go to therapy there's other ways to gain control that don't consist of gaslighting yeah use sex as manipulation <laughs> no honestly <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no i actually really agree with that if you're dating a man use sex as manipulation <laughs> it doesn't work with women though see it's never really worked for me in relationships because i always date guys who have a lower sex drive than me so really yeah it actually could work with me Tune in next week to find out how we use sex to actually get what we want so we don't have to guess. <laughs> Should we do a giveaway? Yeah, wait. First, I'm going to do the review of the week. I don't know what the name is. It's a screen name with some letters. Hilarious. I look forward to this podcast every Thursday. It's a perfect mix of dating stories and advice. It's also so entertaining. I find myself laughing the entire episode. Thank you. That's so nice. 
Oh, and on that note, quick shout out to the Cayman Islands. We were number one in our category in the Cayman Islands. I've been to the Cayman Islands. You guys, I fucking love your island. You're really killing it down there. You have excellent taste in entertainment. Amazing people. They're just honestly the most down-to-earth human beings. (laughs) I love you guys so much. You're everything to us. This episode is dedicated to you. Maybe not this one. Let's dedicate the masturbation episode. If we could masturbate to the Cayman Islands, maybe that could get me off because we know nothing else can. Listen, I have masturbated in the Cayman Islands. Well, Kiva, where have you not masturbated is the question. Places I haven't been. I've been there. I've masturbated there. (laughs) Please listen to the last episode if you haven't already, because it's a lot about masturbation. All of this would really make sense. Okay. Speaking of masturbation, our (laughs) giveaway of the week is a baseball bat sized vibrator. (laughs) No. where that vibrator is it's actually probably in the states now but i can maybe get a hold of it and we can i don't even know if that thing ships they're gonna like mark it as a fucking weapon (laughs) (laughs) listen we'll get our hands on another one not to worry but since this is a big ticket item (laughs) (laughs) you have to do several things you have to subscribe leave a five-star review send a screenshot of your review to us and share this episode either put it in your instagram stories or send it to two to three people and screenshot all of those things and send it to us and the winner will get a baseball bat sized vibrator i feel like the giveaway in (laughs) itself is gaslighting because we're actually not doing a giveaway so people if you like submit they think they're submitting but they're not they're like am i crazy is this not a giveaway like you're calling it a giveaway but you're giving nothing away we're like oh i'm sorry you should have known that we weren't being serious (laughs) (laughs) all right there's a lot to unpack here like clearly (laughs) tiffany and i are gaslighters that's what i've learned this episode Fuck. Okay, we're going to go figure this shit out. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys so much. And we mean that. We do mean that. (laughs) Love you guys. Uh, Thanks for sticking through with us. (laughs) Bye. Bye.